0: Garrett Bush gives you a couple of players he is looking forward to in this week's Browns OTAs. We get into the media coverage and more specifically what you're looking to hear from the media this week at Berea. Jeff goes on a little bit of a tangent on why the AFC North should just not be handed to the Cincinnati Bengals. All this and more on your latest Locked on Browns.
1: You are locked on Browns. Your daily Cleveland Browns podcast.
0: Welcome back, my friends, to the show that never ends, your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound. LGB on the LOB, the Lockdown Browns Podcast, brought to you by the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Your host, Jeff Lloyd, at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd. Your host, Garrett Bush at Gbush. 91. We appreciate everybody who makes Lockdown Browns their first listen every day, wherever you get your podcast, make sure you follow and subscribe, leave those ratings and reviews, help you guys out with that. Available now on YouTube. Obviously, you know, looking to continue the growth over there. And again, if you are somebody that's always been audio, that's cool. Just run over to YouTube real quick, hit subscribe. You never got to go back. That's all I ask. Um, help you guys out with that. Uh, obviously, OTAs this week, uh, certainly something you know we're excited about here now. This is where you're going to get the mesh. Everybody kind of in the building. Um, you know, word yet? Hopefully, Jadavion Clowney in town this week. Whether or not he works out or not, I don't care. Um, but just <laughs> the thought and the understanding that that is one less thing we got to worry about here for the Browns as we start closing. You know. Uh, closer and closer here to the preparation for the twenty twenty two season. Uh G Bush, uh G Bush got a couple of a couple of guys he's really looking forward to hearing from from this week. Uh obviously the coming weeks in the summer. Um I think everybody, you know Look, we we know maybe the top twenty-two. Uh, maybe we know the rest of the wide receiver room, which gets you to 25, 26. The rest of the secondary, which gets you over thirty. But we're starting to yeah. look at some players here that are going to be in that contention from like forty-eight to fifty-three. Whether or not they can make this team, Gary Bush got a couple of guys he wants to talk about.
1: Yeah, let's get, let's get into a couple of these dudes. One of the the first guy I'm going to start with defense first. They always say defense wins championships. I, You know, I, I wouldn't be averse to saying that, but I think offense can really help you do a lot of different things. Cincinnati Bengals uh, kind of showed you that. Uh, let's look at the, a guy that I think is going to really fit into uh, what the Browns want to do. If you look at your starting linebackers right now, if you, you check out the Browns depth chart, they're going to have guys like Taki Taki in there. Um, and, uh, Anthony Walker is going to be your starting might linebacker. Your weak outside linebacker is going to be JOK. So one of the things that I'm looking at is who's a guy that I could have in there? Because for me, I don't necessarily want to have Anthony Walker in coverage. Uh, I, I don't necessarily uh, want Taki Taki in coverage, right? So I'm looking for a guy that, that kind of fits into that scheme of what the Browns are trying to do and be super athletic. And one of the guys that I, I liked a lot last year was Tony Fields, uh, the second out of West Virginia. And the reason I liked him is because they used him at West Virginia uh, sort of as, as a poor man's JOK uh, in, in terms of playing out in coverage, in terms of uh, being able to play with a lot of speed, play a lot, with a lot of energy. And I like his athletic abilities. You know, Taki Taki is a guy who uh, is more of a special teams guy. I Like, he's he's very serviceable. Like, he's just a guy that you're not going to look up and he's going to have a great game, but he's going to be in his right place. He's going to be able to, you know, be able to hold his fort down. But for me, Tony Fields II is a guy I think can really have an impact in the passing game. If you go to your nickel or sub package, you still will have an opportunity to put a guy with a little more uh, mobility, a little better uh, opportunity to to read and react uh, with, than Anthony Walker in cover. So I like Tony Fields a lot. And you look at his size; he's he fits the, one of those molds where he's an undersized linebacker. Uh, when you look at his size, six foot two twenty two, that's more that's almost cornerback size, right? Uh, they got him in the fifth round, uh, and I think he. When you look at it, he, he lost a lot of time last year just because of injuries. He put him on the injury reserve list. But I, I think Tony Fields second, is a guy who, who can really help you out, not so much as a down-to-down uh, linebacker or every-down linebacker, but somebody you can see in the sub-packages that'll give you a little bit better coverage from that position. Second. Go ahead. Wait, no, no. Well, i just awesome. real
0: quick on fields. And I, I think you kind of hit the nail on the head as far as, you know, the comparison maybe to Jeremiah Wusu-Koromoa. And when he was first drafted out of West Virginia, and West Virginia is a little bit different down there. That defense they run is a 3-3-5. Three, three, uh, well, so, okay. basically, they're running basically a nickel and dime, basically. It's just a simple way to call it is we play nickel and dime the entire time. One yeah. of the three linebackers is going to rush. There's your four. So, there you get to your two with your five in the secondary. Um. But was after he was drafted. And, you know, obviously, you know, he was going out to some other guys in the draft community. And it was, well, go to when Tony Fields was at Texas Tech. And at Texas Tech, Tony Fields was, I mean, I'm sorry, Arizona, Tony Fields was a traditionally a safety. At Arizona, mm-hmm. so you know you look at the totality of his college career. Yes, very similar to what Jeremiah Wusukormo did in his time at Notre Dame. Um, it a difficult rookie year for him. Uh, a ton of mistimed over the summer. Um, then even when he got in, there was some mistime, Played a little bit, a little bit later in the season, uh, in the year when the season basically was already away from the Cleveland Browns. Um, but this is a guy could be a factor in that room going forward. Further, Sioni so Takitaki, the final year of his deal. Could uh be Anthony Walker's final year. So Fields where now there is no newness. He knows the defense. He knows the systems. Health is there. Should be an opportunity for Tony Fields to at least give his best showing to see if he can make a mark in that room.
1: Definitely. definitely. I, I couldn't agree more. Uh, I gave you one offense, one defense. So let's get to the defense. We already got the defense. So let's get to the offensive guy. And this is a new dude. New dude that's been around uh, for only a couple weeks here. Let's go to, to the, the guy that I think has a lot of upside uh, in terms of what he can bring to your roster because the Browns don't have a guy like this so far on their team. And that is one Isaiah Weston. Now, he he came from Northern Iowa, six four two ten, rookie, uh, and he, you know, played played in one of those divisions uh, where it's kind of I think it's the same division as North Dakota State, um, and he's he's one of those guys where. He's going to be a project. He's going to be a dude that's going to, you know, have to work on his route running. He's going to have to work on uh, getting in and out of breaks. He's going to have to work on a lot of other things. But one thing that we don't have on this roster is one of those big red zone targets. If you look at our red zone targets, the guy that we have kind of you know penciled in for that is David Njoku. But uh, Isaiah Weston, as far as an outside guy, a receiver is a, a, a deep threat and is a red zone target. Six, four, two, ten. Has the ability to go up and get the ball 38 plus inches in the vertical. Also ran a 4'4, uh, which is really fast for that size. Good size at 6'4, 210. I think he's gonna be a guy that the Browns obviously he's gonna be a little raw. Uh they got a couple other guys that that are uh, raw too. Anthony Schwartz, uh, and uh Demetri Felton as well, I think a project. So and, and sometimes when you get into to the you know finishing your roster and, and the browns are at the cusp of be, be calling a or being called a Super Bowl contender, sometimes when you get your roster to the point where you, you can say, Hey, we got everything m- matched up, everything we're gonna do, we got a good roster. We just need to throw some pieces and parts in there. And I think you need to develop some guys, and, and development is key. So the Browns have three development guys, I think it would be Felton. Uh, Anthony Schwartz and Isaiah Weston and if you can get one anyone out of those three development guys you can have a high return on your investment because those these guys are none of them are first round picks I think you know Schwartz is a third round pick he and this guy here is is almost a fifth or, or excuse me sixth or seventh round pick so you're not missing anything. Uh, And he's undrafted Isaiah West and he's undrafted free agent. So one of those guys you got to always look at. And I like this guy because of his size, athletic ability and the ability to give us something that we don't have in a receiving room right now.
0: Ideally in a perfect world, Isaiah Weston doesn't make this roster. Anthony Schwartz takes the progression leap. Donovan Peoples Jones continues on his developmental arc. David Bell hits the ground running. You have Jakeem Graham who's going to get one of these spots due to his return ability. But what you do have is you have a guy 24 years old. So maturity should be there. He's understanding. Look, I've I've got six weeks. I've got eight weeks to find a way to ingratiate myself into this team, into this system, for an opportunity to eventually play for this team one day. But again, I do agree with you. He is kind of the unicorn of the room. Six foot four. Ain't nobody else got that calling card. Anthony Schwartz, I got four two nine forty speed. Ain't nobody else got this. Isaiah Weston, bring six foot four. Nobody else in that room has that. Could it be something that works out? We know Deshaun Watson, uh, obviously, a lot of ability to break the pocket um, and basically have to create on the fly. It's kind of easy to do that when you can say, "All right, well, where's my six foot four wide receiver?" Because the way we drew this play up, most likely he's got a you know a defensive back on him who's giving up three inches. So guess what? I can just throw kind of a YOLO ball here and hope a six foot four guy with a three inch height advantage is going to be able to you know make this play for us in this situation. He's going to have to have a strong camp. Um, you know, obviously, and he's gonna be one of the guys that's gonna play early in preseason games and a lot in preseason games. You're not gonna see Amari Cooper. Um, you know, you're gonna work some of the other rookies in, so the opportunities will be there for a player like Weston. He does bring a lot of size and intrigue. Um, gonna have to make that jump, obviously, not just you know the jump from the level he played in college to basically, you know, uh FCS. He's gonna make that jump to the NFL level, but certainly a fun name to watch here. Um, and this kind of leads to where maybe you know our thought process is um somebody put out a tweet yesterday you know about you know hey OTA rookie tweets only mean one thing it fits your narrative that you had going into it but we're going <laughs> to talk about that a little bit here and you know, what you're expecting to hear, what you want to hear this week? Look, if a guy catches it, look, he just runs a drill, turns around and catches a ball. Look, we're not celebrating over that. You know, there's certain phrases and key things you want to hear this week. You know, coming from reports out of the OTAs, we're going to get to that here in just a second. Your host Jeff Lloyd Garrett Bush taking you through here on your latest locked on Browns. I love brownies, but you know what I love more? Brownie batter. Sometimes I eat half the batter. Just while my wife is making the brownies, imagine if you could lick the brownie spatula clean and actually get some protein in. You are in luck because built has a new creation. And this one is better than ever. The brownie batter puff. You heard me right. The puff tastes, uh, the puff takes protein bars to a whole new level and they are available right now on built.com. Have you tried the Built puffs yet? I'm not sure what you're waiting for. Puffs are a chocolate-covered marshmallow protein bar. That's right. Delicious flavored marshmallow covered in 1% real chocolate. 140 calories, 17 grams of protein, and only 7 grams of sugar. Brownie batter puffs are the perfect pick-me-up for any day. All built Puffs are covered in 1% real chocolate. That means with built, you can eat healthy and actually enjoy doing it. And they're made with collagen protein, which your body absorbs more efficiently and provides tons of health benefits. The Brownie Batter Puffs will have you completely forgetting that you're eating a protein bar. No need to pinch yourself. This is real life. Go to built.com to get Brownie Batter Puffs now. Go to built.com. Use promo code LOCKED15, all caps, no space, and get 15% off your order. Again, promo code LOCKED15 for
1: 15% off at built.com locked on Brown's podcast, G Bush, uh, Jeff Lloyd are your two hosts. As always, every single day we give you that Brown's content, you know, where we you can find us. Listen, you can get us two ways. You can get us anywhere. You listen to your, your podcast, Or you can go to the Locked on Browns podcast on YouTube and we will have videos up there daily. Make sure you subscribe to that. Make sure you click that notification bell so you you can know when when the videos come out. Don't just hit the button. Don't just hit subscribe. You need to know. Sometimes we try to get it up at the same time. Jeff is a busy dude. This guy got 19 jobs. He hustled. You know what I'm saying? I'm busy. Sometimes we can't get it up at the same time. But So make sure you get that notification bell so you know when we got the content up. Make sure you're following us at GBush91, at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd uh, on uh, Twitter as well. Uh, you know, Jeff, we OTAs are coming up this week, and you, you're not going to have any earth-shattering stuff, right? You're not, guys aren't playing any games. Uh, Guys, you know, they're not going to be going full go, but there are some different things that you want to look for and some things that you want to look and check and see to make sure everything's okay, and to give you some confidence moving into July and August into your camp. What are some things that you are looking forward to seeing in OTAs to make sure the Cleveland Browns are on that on that path and trajectory?
0: The first thing you need to understand is when you're going to talk about you know rookies going into OTAs. First things first, it's bright lights, it's big city. Holy crap, that's Deshaun Watson. Oh my god, that is Miles Garrett, and it's it's that type of thing. Negatives are good. It's okay. You're going to expect to hear some negatives about some of these players, and you know part of it's going to be you know the way you took a rep, maybe blocking, and or if it's an offensive lineman, and obviously Bill Callahan is going to have to go over there and correct it. The thing is the mistakes are okay and you know and there's going to be things using this example obviously with Bill Callahan is look my man that flew where you played in college that ain't going to fly here when we're trying to do this to Aaron Donald those types of things the biggest thing is correction of mistakes it is taking coaching it is taking the vast knowledge that these gentlemen have and bestowing upon you and translating it and and, and facts are facts you got to translate that into your next rep Look, you took a misstep here. That'll never work. Um, And same exact rep. Here we go. Go do it again. Was the attempt there to correct the mistake. That's huge. That's paramount. Because look, the Browns don't have a lot of room for young players. So as much as they would say, Oh man, we'd love to, it's it, it don't work this way. This ain't baseball where I'll oh, we'll go kick him down to AAA for a couple of weeks and he can work on us. It don't work that way in the NFL. So you want, you know, those are the things, certainly, you know, some of the things as far as the coverage of this, what we're going to hear from coaching staff, um, things of the, those nature, what you do want to hear also, you know, is effort, you know, and things that, you know, that is another one that is key. Um, you know, and you know, guys jumping up for reps, you know, look, Amari Cooper does, it, will take as many reps as he wants. But when he doesn't, you know, how many did Michael Woods jump in for? How many did David Bell jump in more? How many did a guy like Isaiah Weston jump in for? Um, You know, and look, God forbid, you know, quarterbacks want to throw 10, 15 extra balls. You better make sure you're out there because one thing you need to do is you need to ingratiate yourself with a quarterback. Um, And for the Browns, look, it might not be a bad idea to get yourself used to Jacoby Brissett as well. Um, good, we all know at some point, Kobe Brissett's going to start some games for this team. We all understand that that's going to be a possibility. I mean, not a possibility, it's going to be a probability that, uh, at some point, Jacoby Brissett is going to take some reps for this team in real games. So you need these young men to basically step up here. And, you know, let's not go just all of a sudden, oh no, the card house is falling because this kid couldn't do this in an OTA. In May, and there also is the probability, Garrett, and you know this. I know this. You know, you dealt with a new coach for the first time. I've never been asked to do that in my life, man.
1: You know,
0: and it's it, it's that? tough to be it's tough to be doing that when you're in an NFL camp. I have never been asked to do this in my life before. But guess what? You're a fifth round pick. You're a sixth round pick. You're a seventh round pick. You're a UDFA. Guess what? Shut up
1: and do it. I, you know, I'm I'm more looking for. The differences, and you say, "G. Bush, what are you talking about the differences?" I'm looking to see the difference between the playbook last year and the difference between the playbook this year, because Stefanski has already been on record saying, "Hey, we want to do some stuff that's different and, and do some stuff that that Sean Watson is comfortable with." Well, if I got a quarterback that can run, I got a quarterback uh, that that can 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 get out of the pocket and extend plays. There's some now some things that we now have that other people didn't – we didn't have these last year. We didn't run a lot of RPOs. There was not a lot of those RPOs. There was not a lot of bubble screens, tunnel screens, or different things like that. There was no read option on the goal line. There was no – any sort of of quarterback-designed run, short yardage stuff. So these are all different things that now I think we're more – uh, prone to seeing, especially when you're in a shotgun more often. I think you're going to see them them in a the shotgun an awful lot. And, and the thing about Baker, and this isn't a really a Baker-Mainfield conversation, but Baker struggled when he was in a shotgun, to be honest with you. You go back and look at his numbers and you look at uh, his, his interception ratio. You look at his completion percentage. All those numbers took a dramatic drop when Kevin Stefanski was not in things like Two tight ends running play action, two tight end boot, two tight end, uh, you know, one one tight end, one fullback, you know, working off off of play action. His numbers are much better doing that. You got a guy like Deshaun Watson is is, is capable of throwing for 5,000 yards, capable of getting you 800 yards on the ground. We don't want him running that much, but you got a lot of options on the table, and I'm interested in seeing in camp the difference, the speed, the different levels uh, of play calling that are going to be in play this year uh, as opposed to last year.
0: And when you talk about the mobility of Deshaun Watson, and, you know, look, there were times, and we've seen it over the last couple of years, obviously Nick Chubb is a tremendous threat if you're going to go play action. Um, You know, with what this Browns offensive line can do in the run game, you know, just a fake to Nick Chubb, Obviously, everybody's got to conjure conjure on on a ball carrier or would-be ball carrier in this scenario. But Deshaun Watson, the more accomplished runner, faster than Baker Mayfield. We've seen a lot of times where Baker would roll out. It would be a wide-open tight end, safety coming down, tossing it to the tight end, but you're putting the tight end in a position now where he's maybe got to break said tackle. If you have a player like Deshaun Watson, that's where you just get the point. You know what, man? I ain't throwing it to you. Turn around. Knock the safety to the ground. I'm going to get as many yards as I can with my legs. You know, when you throw the football, only one good thing can happen. The All oh, the other options are bad of what happens when you throw the ball. It can be incomplete. It can be intercepted. So you're in a scenario where, hey, you know, and if you're talking about maybe a Harrison Bryant, Deshaun, you know, I'm just as fast as you. So instead of throwing it, just go block this dude. And, you know, I will get whatever yardage we can get out of this play. Um, and you know, having certainly a quarterback that you believe is going to bring mobility to the offense, you know, Obviously, the RPOs and design runs where Deshaun you know, would keep it. Talk about a guy. Obviously, both ACL has been redone. I would rather keep him in situations where it's like an emergency. It's a it's a whole you know it's a hold card where all of a sudden you didn't. Ex- Oh man, we forgot he's got good legs. You know, where you know we don't see it every week. Oh, it's third and seven. Yep. They're tight on Amari. They've been over on Najoku. win. Oh man, Deshaun just went up the middle for 14. Nobody saw it coming. Um, so I think it's being able to use Watson's running ability, not overusing it, but understanding that it is, you know, it's certainly a hold card that can be pulled out and any given time he's got the ability to certainly move the chains with his legs um you know let's not make it essentially a priority it's something you keep in your back pocket for certain situations similar baker mayfield the rollout run that beat pittsburgh to clinch the playoff game in in week uh, 17 in 2021 you have that in your back pocket if you need it and there will be times look there's gonna be times where you know the defense is ahead of the offense and you're gonna have to pull something out that that defense wasn't ready for and watson's ability to run the ball is certainly one avenue that Coach Stefanski has with that. Um, I've got a little gripe, and we're going to get to that here in segment three. Um, a lot of people, it seems like the AFC North has decided, and if we go back one calendar year ago, it kind of was the same scenario. So I don't know. If we, you know, we should just be handing anything out just yet. We're going to get to that here in a minute. Gary push Jeff Lloyd. Your latest locked on Browns. Now's a good time as any, guys. Subscribe to the Locked on Browns podcast um, Make sh- on YouTube. Make sure you're following, subscribed on whatever podcast platform you use. Five-star ratings, written reviews, all the rage, kids. we
1: Well, Eddie got out. <laughs> Welcome back to locked on Browns podcast, uh, G Bush, Jeff Loy here in the building. Make sure you hit that like and subscribe button. Make sure you subscribe into the podcast, wherever you eat your podcast and make sure you subscribe it to the YouTube channel as well. Jeff, before you like we, we went and left and, and went to break. You was kind of salty about something man. You was kind of upset, man. Um, you know, some, you know, some of the predictions, some of the prognosticators got under your skin a little bit. I feel you though, man. Um, there's a little bit of, uh, you know, I get the, the you know, the AFC North is a really good, a really good spot. I know that we got good teams. It's the Steelers, it's the Ravens. Bengals are the new upstart team. You know, they got Joe Burrow went to the Super Bowl last year. You kind of think they're kind of giving, they crowning somebody prematurely. Who well, you think they're crowning prematurely here? My issue, and, you know, and I, and I go back to the position
0: anybody doing Cleveland Browns coverage was one year ago. At this exact time, what was the thought process? It wasn't almost even Cleveland Browns in the AFC North. It was Cleveland Browns and possibility of being a Super Bowl contender. And look, the Bengals, to their credit, had a strong year. Uh, Offense looked like a juggernaut. Is Joe Burrow in the state he's in right now a better quarterback than Baker Mayfield was one year ago? No question. Uh, I mean, you know, I'm not trying to go that route. I just don't understand. Look, they're not the Kansas City Chiefs where this has become the norm the last few years. They are not the Buffalo Bills where, you know, playoff football, good playoff football has been the norm for the last couple of years. It seems odd to me that it seems like it's predetermined that the Cincinnati Bengals are going to run it back and win the AFC North this year. Um, Moves made, upgrades made, yes. But other than the Pittsburgh Steelers, I don't think there is any team in the AFC North you're not going to see the same things about where upgrades made or improvements made. Baltimore Ravens, yes. Certainly the Cleveland Browns, upgrades and improvements, made, yes. No question in that regard. So I I just go and, and you know, and if I were Cincinnati fans, look, you got to the Super Bowl last year. You know, I certainly, you know, how some of those games were won in the playoffs to get you to the Super Bowl, you won them. Some of them, maybe the other team lost them as well um but look you know obviously the opportunity's there you get it you take it nobody cares about how you pulled it off but I just feel like the Bengals are being handed something and all of a sudden like we're confusing the Bengals 2021 season like this is a four or five year run and this has just been the way it's always been in Cincinnati um and I think everybody kind of made the same mistake last year with the Cleveland Browns and just felt that you know okay well it's you know overnight you know everything has changed now this is all of a sudden this is a, a franchise that you can book count on and they're going to do everything right because that's the way it is now it, you know Cincinnati you can say whatever you want it's never been the case down there for the Browns since 1990 99 it's never been the case here I don't know for me it just seems it seems way way too premature to assume and look the other thing is is you know and not a knock on Jamar Chase or any of that thing but a lot to take now Last year, Jamar Chase, you hadn't played the fall before at LSU, sat that season out during the COVID year. Um, certainly, I think probably took a lot of people by surprise last year. Um, this year, if it's going to be the Bengals beating you, it's going to be more T. Higgins. It's certainly going to have to be Tyler Boyd. People ain't going to let Jamar Jamar Chase catch a slant and take a 75 yards to the house like eight times, whatever it was last year. Um, Every the other Bengals, week. Yeah. I mean, the Bengals are going to have to go out and earn it this year. Last year, they kind of snuck around stayed in the hunt some teams started to climb the bangles started to play better but i don't think you know from what i saw from the Bengals yesterday last year that all of a sudden we're just saying that the Bengals are just
1: ruling this afc north for the next couple of years i just don't see it in any way possible no no i i think i think what what people are seeing is you know joe bro is really good man and and he's no good. he's good at doing a couple of things he gets he gets the most out of his teammates <clears throat> He gets the most out of those guys, especially the receivers. So he's done that in, in everywhere he's went. He's done that in LSU. He's done that in uh, in, in Cincinnati to, thus far. And he did it again, uh, taking his team to the Super Bowl after the only the second year. But I think you bring up a very good point. Jamar Chase had so many big plays last year. I mean, his big play total. I mean, it was every other week you would see him catch a slant, catch a, a dig. Or, or get vertical and just take these long plays to the house. And, yes, that's a great thing to have. That's awesome. But generally speaking, that's not replicatable over large sample sizes. No one takes the ball to the house unless you're, you're a guy like Tyreek Hill. You're a guy like Tyreek Hill or, or you're a guy um, who's Randy Moss. And even after a while, they, they couldn't do it like that. So do I expect him to be consistent? Sure. <laughs> I think he's always going to be a 12-1300 yard receiver minimum. I think that's just what his, his his floor is. Here's my problem with the Bengals. You guys said you guys they have a really good passing game. Do they have the offensive line? Do they have the running game to submit and put games on ice when they need them? Do you really got a lot of games are won
0: late by Joe Burrow? Late. Exactly. A lot
1: of games, a lot of because because some teams you're gonna play ain't gonna let you get that off. And you you said something about the playoffs. The Tennessee game, arguably, you could have took that L. The, 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 the Chiefs game, arguably, you should have took that L. Here's the thing: they went in a way and went in and found a way to find a way to win, and you gotta give them credit for that. But this is not a replicatable year-to-year thing. I don't think the, the, the Bengals should be going into the season as a prohibited favors. As a matter of fact, if you ask a bunch of people, what do you got the Bengals coming into this season, they say eight, seven, seven in the AFC maybe, seven, somewhere around there. They wouldn't say that they will put them over some of these juggernaut teams or, or, or teams that have, have really good rosters. So I'm with you. I, I've already picked it, and I told you when we did one of the first episodes, Bengals are taking a step back in my book. I, I'm I'm definitely
0: with you there. Um, official now as of 924 Wednesday morning from the Cleveland Browns, Jadavian Clowney has been re-signed. So obviously now we have that official. You can take the words. But Officially. Always nice. Yes. Always nice to know when you got pen to paper, baby, pen yeah, to right. paper, which most likely means folks that um, Jadavian Clowney is in the facilities this week in what capacity he'll be a part of things. Nobody knows. Um, got to some things here. Garrett's got a couple of sleepers to watch out here for OTAs. Uh, you know, certainly, you know, what we're looking to hear and things you want to hear from coaches and obviously reporters, uh, with OTAs this week. And, you know, I, I, I'm not conceding anything here with the AFC North as far as 2022. Um, yeah, you know, I'm not even saying there's a lot of ball game left. There's all of the ball game left as far as the AFC North is concerned. Uh, we appreciate everybody. We can continue support for Lockdown Browns now on YouTube. Make sure you're hitting that subscribe button. Still available on whatever podcast platform you use. Make sure you're following, subscribe to the show. Uh, we'll continue here throughout the week. Here it's closing in on almost two weeks now. It feels like Garrett's already been around for a month and a half um, with uh, the soft openings we were doing with some appearances. Yeah. Uh, so certainly, you know, excited. You know, for the next growth, and, uh, you know, the potential of the next few steps here over the coming months, year for Lockdown Browns. Uh, All you longtime supporters, all you new supporters, means nothing. But, you know, the world to me, the support you can give to the show, give to Garrett and I, just great, great stuff. Um, Covered a ton here. We'll continue to cover a ton. With that, this has been your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound. LGB on the LOB. Let's go Browns.